Do you feel stuck and repeat? Are you in a loop of missed opportunities, unmet goals, feeling stagnancy in your personal growth and a nagging sense of underachievement? I know you want more. That's why I'm inviting you to join our year in review private audio course, Pivot for More in 2024. Break free, design and live a life where you are winning at work and at home. You'll learn to celebrate your wins, learn from the losses, realign your life's goals with your true potential, and reignite your journey with a clear, powerful plan. Act now. Text PIVOT to 1-804-913-2579. Make 2024 the year of no regrets. As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryant, your host for the show. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to guide you on your journey to designing and living a life where you are winning at work and at home. I hope that you are having a great week this week. Today's episode is all about my journey from engineer to entrepreneur. You know, I have 20 plus years experience in the civil engineering industry most of which was working for the Transportation Research Board, which is part of the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. So as part of my duties there, initially, I ran a multi-million dollar applied research program. The SHARP-2 renewal focus area was the area that I was responsible for. And then I moved over to our technical activities division where I was responsible for the committee's in the highway maintenance, infrastructure maintenance area. So that's kind of generally my background. I also spent some time working in the private sector, managing the maintenance on roadways and bridges, as well as some time working at the Virginia Department of Transportation, both in their research program, but also leading their central maintenance contract unit. So that's a little bit about my background. And so how did that translate into me starting Engineer York Success, my boutique executive coaching, leadership development, and consulting firm. So this that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into these questions. If a question comes up, you want more information, please feel free to l- use the links in the show notes to reach out to me. You can reach out to me and connect with me on LinkedIn. You can go to the website, engineeryoursuccessnow.com. That's engineeryoursuccessnow.com and contact me. I'm really looking forward to not only having this discussion with you today, but continuing the discussion for the next few weeks. Okay, let's get to these questions. The first question that I have is what specific event or realization sparked your desire to move from civil engineering career to starting your own executive coaching company? You know, that's it. that was a really good question. 
I don't know if it was a specific event, but what I will say is I started getting more into personal development because I wanted to grow in my ability to lead my team. I wanted to grow in my ability to lead the volunteer committees that I was responsible for. And so that was my main focus was on growth. And I think moving towards executive coaching, moving towards my business was a natural kind of outgrowth of the personal growth that I was having. I started doing some life coaching because I wanted to help people. Then I became a business made simple certified coach and started doing business coaching and then begin to evolve. And you'll hear during this kind of modified Q&A, you know, some of these things I started while I was still working uh, my full-time job and just started doing things on the side to grow. Now, we'll say there came a point where if the choice was focusing my attention and my activity on my day job or the coaching practice, again, this is when I was working full-time, I did get to the point where all of my desire and energy was pointing towards the coaching practice. And I knew at that time that I had to make a transition because then for me to stay there and continue to have that divided focus would not have benefited me or benefited the company. So if you're thinking about doing something and you get to that point where your focus in your heart is somewhere else other than the job that you have, then I think it's time to consider making steps to take your exit just so that you can continue to live in full integrity. All right, let's get to the next question. How have the problem-solving skills and analytical mindset from your engineering background been integral in building and running your business? I would say that this is key to how I have run my business. When I think about analytical background or engineering, you know, you, you really want to first identify the problem, understand where you are, and then you're going to identify the tools or the equations or the methods that you can use to actually solve that problem. You deploy those methods to solve that problem through analysis and execution. It's very similar to kind of the process, the four-step process that I take my clients through, the engineer's blueprint for success. Step one, we focus on what matters most. So by focusing on what matters most, we try to really hone in on what the problem is. And there are two kind of pathways that we get there. One is we'll ask you to just tell us what matters to you. Then we'll do a time audit, look at how are you actually investing your time. And if those two things don't line up, then it's time for you to have a mirror moment and just be true to yourself and say, okay, these things do matter, but I'm not investing in that way. Then we've identified the problem. We'll then have you visualize what this life looked like when that problem is solved. Like if that problem was solved, how would everything work for you? Then from there, we go through and design a plan, a very step-by-step -step plan to help you get there. And then we walk with you to execute that plan. So I, I use some of the same general principles as I would in solving any kind of problem. Uh, the other pathway that we use to identify if there's a problem are the three questions that change my life. And those three questions are, do you want to win at work? My answer was yes. Do you want to win at home? My answer was yes. Are you? 
when he got work and at home. And at that time in my life, I could not answer yes. And that became the impetus for developing the engineer's blueprint for success. All right, let's go to the next question. During the initial phase of starting your business, what were the most significant challenges you faced and how did your engineering experience help you overcome them? I think the most significant challenge that I faced was a limiting beliefs. It wasn't even structural challenges in terms of setting up a business. It was more so my belief in myself being able to successfully execute, successfully start and run a business. So I'll give you a little bit of a background of how some of these beliefs that you have as a child may creep up into you, your life as an adult. So when I was growing up, my father, he was an entrepreneur, but I didn't even recognize that he was an entrepreneur because I don't even think we, I thought in those terms, I didn't think of my father as a business owner. He was just my dad. So what he did, he worked on welding the panels to 18 roller trucks. So he was a welder, but he also had his own auto body repair shop. And he had other mechanics that would work for him. He did most of the auto body repair, but he had mechanics that would come in and work as well. And so that really is what he did. That's what he did to make ends meet. And I can just remember as a child thinking that my dad did not have enough time to spend with me and I always wanted more. I always wanted him to spend more time with me. And I developed this limiting belief that you could not have your own business. You couldn't have a job and your own business and spend time with your family. And that belief stuck with me for many years, even when I started to, when I started my initial coaching practice and my side business, that limiting belief held me back from really growing. It's like, I didn't think that I could do it. And really for me, how did I overcome that? It wasn't an engineering thing. It was more of this self-discovery of saying, hmm, who gets to define success for me? Is it me or someone else? And when I began to redefine what success looked like, then I can define success as being able to have a full-time job, start a coaching practice, and spend time with my family. Now that I'm uh, a year plus into the uh, full-time coaching practice, I'm actually, what I do is I design my coaching practice and my time. And when I'm seeing my clients around the time that I need, the time that I want to invest spending with my family. I mean, one of the things that we just started doing recently is like from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. in the evenings, we have family study hall. So we're all sitting around the table. My kids are coming up with any issues that they're facing. If there's something that we want to discuss any kind of homework that we're doing. And, and I'm thankful to have the time and the energy to be there with my family in that way. All right, let's go to the next question. Leadership is a central theme of your coaching. What are the key leadership skills you believe are necessary for engineers transitioning into entrepreneurship? That one is Absolutely an excellent question. And I think there are several different kind of pieces to that. 
I would say in terms of podcast episodes, we've done the four B's of effective leadership come to mind. Essentially, it's, it's five B's now, but we just haven't updated. We haven't done an updated podcast episode for that. But essentially, these four, five principles are be real, be whole, be open, be curious, and be present. So again, if you can be real, authentically show up as yourself, be whole, make sure that you are winning at work and at home, be open, and that's open to possibilities, open to change, open to being right, open to being wrong. Being curious is where you are seeking out uh, new information and being present is when you are fully focused on that present moment. Again, that doesn't take away from planning. It doesn't take away from anything else. But when you are with your team, when you are thinking about growing in uh, your business, being able to focus on that thing that you want to grow. I would also say that those things help you to be a better communicator, an effective communicator. And you have to be an effective communicator if you want to successfully grow your business. One, you have to be able to talk to potential clients. You have to be able to talk to potential investors. You have to be able to have those sales calls. You have to be able to craft those emails. You have to be able to provide and deliver the documents or the reports uh, that your clients need. And so effective communication is one of those tools that I believe as engineers, as people, we need to work on to continue to improve. Let's go to the next question. Balancing a successful career with a fulfilling personal life is a challenge many face. How did you manage this balance during your shift from being an engineer to an entrepreneur? Whoa. Uh, you know, the, the last answer he used about effective communication. I think that answer applies here as well, because when I have to be able to articulate, I had to be able to articulate to my family what I wanted to do, what I was thinking about doing. This is, you know, I want to start this business. I want to grow this business. And more importantly, in talking to my wife, I want to leave this job so that I can launch out on my own. And in both my background and my wife's background, we grew up in an era where people would think you were crazy leaving a good well-paying job. They would say, you got all these benefits, you have this, you have that. How could you leave that job? And so being able to have those discussions with my wife, and we talked about it for months, I mean, four months, you know, we would mention it and I would talk about it. We began to kind of save money just in case we needed something in terms of backup. I was able to start investing in some resources in the beginning, some coaching and other things to, to get me up to speed so that I could hit the ground running when I left my job. Because, you know, I can remember one of my coaches, his concern for me was making sure I had enough runway. It's like, you have a lot of runway now, start putting things in place so that that runway does not run. And I was pretty fortunate in the way things kind of worked out is I had the conversations with my wife. Um, she eventually got on board. I was at a mastermind meeting and I told the mastermind group, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And 
a few months later, I'm, I'm putting in my letter. I put in my letter of resignation, you know, giving them, I want to say two months. So I put in my letter of resignation on August the 7th. My last day working there was November the 1st. And I, you know, had my first contract before my last day, started picking up new clients. And so it really was a great investment of time for me to build that runway along the way, both personally and professionally. And and what I would say to anyone that's thinking about making any kind of major switch or change, talk to those people that are in your life that are important and get them on board. Let them know what you're planning on doing and why you're planning on doing it. And also give them some some insight or some, some way which they can help hold you accountable as well. All right, let's go to the next question. No, I went backwards. All right, here we go. What advice would you give to engineers who have a passion for entrepreneurship but feel hesitant or uncertain about stepping away from their technical roles? I would say that growth is on the other side of your comfort zone. So essentially what that means is that right now you're comfortable in your technical role, right? You're really comfortable in that technical role. Your growth is on the other side of that. You will not be able to successfully grow beyond where you are if you remain where you're comfortable. Now, that's a different question from, hey, I'm looking, trying to balance my personal life and my professional life. The way I understood the question is, hey, I, I love my technical role. I want to start something new. I want to do something maybe that's non-technical or non-traditional, but I'm afraid of leaving that technical role. One, if you want to grow, get past your comfort zone. Two, if that technical piece is your strength, then partner with someone that can has strengths in those areas where you're not strong. You know, find someone who can do the communication, find someone who can help you with sales that can help you close, that can help you organize. Uh, So it it doesn't mean that you can't do it, but find a way. There's more than one way to get into entrepreneurship. You could buy a business. There's more than one way for you to successfully execute on the things that you want to successfully execute. I think we have one more question. And that is reflecting on your journey. Is there anything you would approach differently if you were to make the transition from engineer to business owner again? Anything that I would do differently? My first answer to that is no. Primarily because the path that I took helped to create who I am today. And I'm pretty satisfied with where I am. You know, I I would say that if I had the ability or if I was aware enough to overcome that limiting belief earlier that I talked about that I couldn't start things, you know, maybe I would have started sooner, but everything fell into place at the right time for me, both family-wise and professionally. So listen, if you have questions on my journey or you want more detail or you want some specifics on things that I did to create more runway, things that I did to shift my mindset, any other kind of qualities that I embodied or 
used when I was making a shift. Listen, use the link in the show notes and, and reach out. Next week, I'm going to, uh, it's going to be a different kind of episode again, but we're going to talk about what do employees want from their employers? What do employees want from their employers? And so I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about that next week. And I'm going to end this podcast episode like I end every podcast episode. And that's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, and are living the life of their dreams. It is my desire for you to be part of that select few. I want you to be great this week. This is your guide to winning at work and at home, Dr. James Bryant. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.